Hello, hello, welcome. Welcome to our brand new podcast, From Gay to Z. My name, hello, is Stu Oakley. My pronouns are he and him. And I'm Lottie Jeffs. My pronouns are she or they. And you might recognise us from our award-winning previous podcast, Some Families, which gave an insight into so many different aspects of LGBTQ plus parenting, from adoption to IVF to surrogacy and fostering. And From Gay to Z is a podcast for all of that. You're going to get all of that good stuff, but so much more. Mm -hmm. It's a podcast for LGBTQ plus parents, but also for curious others as well. And we're going to celebrate the messy, messy reality of modern families, as well as all the queer culture that you don't want to be missing out on. Because let's face it, no parent wants to talk about parenting all the time. Actually, I mean, some do, but they tend to be the people that I at least avoid at the school gates, right? (laughs) Walk quickly away from. Um, So while we're going to be sharing the news and views on all the issues that matter to queer parents, we're going to be chatting books, we're going to be chatting TV, film, music, yes, and of course, a little bit of celebrity as well. Lot, you can even dust off your old Kristen Stewart oh, anecdote. You love once it, Stu. Again. You love that story, and it's a great story. The lesbians love it. They do. <laughs> uh, we need to get her on the show, actually. We do. I wonder if she's considering being a, a parent now she's engaged or potentially married to her partner. Anyway, I think I still have her number. We'll see. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> what a drop. So before you wonder... <laughs> what a drop. I know. Such a name dropper. You'll get used to it, listener, honestly. Before you wonder if we've gone all American, maybe I've been spending too much time with Case Stew, and we've called our pod from gay to Z. Actually, we're using Z as in the pronoun. I never heard of it. Z? Don't worry, neither had I until very recently because obviously I'm not part of the cool kids anymore. Were you ever, Stu? I know. I don't think I ever no. was. Thank you, Lot. You can all be <laughs> hanging out with Kristen Stewart all I, the time. It, honestly, it was completely new to me as well. So um, <sighs> we just thought it was like a clever pun. We were quite pleased with ourselves. We so, were quite pleased with ourselves. Yeah. But Z is an ungendered pronoun, which some non-binary people choose to use instead of they. I think it's just a really good example of how the queer community do just evolve and introduce new language and how LGBTQ people just blow up traditions and expectations. Mm -hmm. We love it. And actually keeping an open mind and learning from different queer people's experiences is, well, it's exciting. And we really hope that some of this spirit of curiosity is what you will get from this show. It's also maybe worth saying here that Stu and I use the word queer to really mean the LGBTQ plus experience generally. Um, Some people might not feel represented by the word queer especially those who have grown up hearing it as an insult. And that makes total sense, and we really respect that. But for Stu and I, queer is a word that feels freeing and liberating, and we kind of enjoy reclaiming it. So please stick with us and listen with an open mind. And if you do have thoughts on the word queer, we'd love to hear from you. So some of you may have listened to some family, some of you have may not. But if you haven't, then you may be thinking, who the bloody hell are these people? And what qualifies them to talk about parenting? So just so you have a little bit about me, my name is Stu. I am a dad to three beautiful children, all under the age of eight. Beautiful yet challenging children, I must say. Uh, (laughs) 
love them. They are children via adoption. My husband and I adopted, oh, bloody hell, what is the year? I'm not sure. I would say about five years ago now. And I do talk about my journey to adoption, including the surprise adoption. Sounds a bit EastEnder style, doesn't it? But the surprise adoption of our third child, um, I talked a lot about that in some families. So if you do want to know, or if you even indeed care enough to know about me, then please go back and have a listen to some families where I do talk about that. Yeah, but it's a brilliant episode and it's got so much practical information in about adoption as well. So if you have come here because you want some practical, how do I start this journey information, we'd really point you to that podcast. I am a parent to my amazing four-year-old daughter and she's currently just started school. She's in reception and she is loving it. My wife, Jenny, became pregnant after one round of IUI, which now I myself have undergone six rounds of fertility treatment with uh, no success. I realised that that experience was a total miracle. And I really hope that my journey of trying to conceive and it not working, as well as my experience of actually becoming a parent when my wife carried, I really hope that these two experiences will prove useful and resonant as we speak to different people on the podcast And for anyone listening who is currently having a hard time either trying to become a parent or managing the day-to-day stress of being one, we get it. We really, really do. And just going back to what I said before in that what qualifies us to be talking here now on essentially what is a parenting podcast, frankly, we don't, do we lot? We don't, we're we're not experts. We're not here to pretend to be experts. We are just two parents muddling through and wanting to share our anecdotes with you because it is hard out there. And I will share some of the hard things that we've been going through lately because we do really think it's important to talk about these things, especially being a queer parent where there's sometimes a whole other level of pressure or perfectionism that kind of comes with it and can be a real struggle sometimes. So, we are here to listen we want to share our stories it's not a walk in the park no and to help us ride this roller coaster of queer life each episode will be joined by a different guest and we're really really excited to announce our guests but we're going to keep our lips sealed for now but trust us they are all extremely cool and interesting people who we have signed up to appear on this series. So make sure you subscribe and hear who we have got coming up. One of the things we're going to be doing as well is something called, we're calling, A Problem Shared, where listeners, yes, you, send in a note or an email of a queer parenting or it could just be a general parenting related problem that you do want to help with and we will do our best. Send us a voice note or an email. You can get in touch at lottieandstew at gmail.com. Um, and we really promise that we will try our best not to make your problem any worse than it already is. And as this is a bit of an introductory episode to Lottie and I, we thought we may ask each other some questions. Some of these questions we're going to be putting towards our guests further down the line in the series. So lot. I'll go first. Yep, let's do it. Fire away. I'm going to go with this one first, which is what cultural artifact from your own childhood 
i.e. a film, a book, a cartoon, a pop star even maybe, would you most love your little one to listen to? So I think my issue is that I keep introducing to my, my daughter to things from my childhood and then she gets instantly obsessed with them, which is actually really sweet. But also I just realise like my influence over her and it's kind of scary. So the most recent thing from my childhood that I've got her into is Hello Kitty which was kind of a weird like kitsch obsession for me maybe more when I was like a young teenager but she has fully gone like full method into Hello Kitty land and she is just obsessed with it to the point that we had to take her to the Hello Kitty cafe in Brighton she wants to go to Japan now because I told her all about Japan and how Hello Kitty's huge in Japan and we've watched this is my fault there's no way around it. We've watched YouTube videos of somebody walking around the Hello Kitty shop in Japan so she can see the shop and all of the things that she's going to buy when we go to Japan to take her to this shop. So I'm kind of regretting it because it's just a lot. And also the Hello Kitty stuff is really expensive. I'm like, oh, why couldn't I just get her into like, I don't know, playing cards or something, yo-yos, pieces of string, dust. <laughs> anything else you funny you should say that do you know what my youngest is into at the moment and it is a lifesaver especially as we have two new puppies as well in the house who he loves mopping and he loves role-playing i thought you were gonna say sticks no it's much more useful than that he's very into mopping and i've got him a floor spray and a mop and he basically <laughs> oh cleans the whole floor it's amazing and he loves it and he pretends that he's our cleaners and i'm sure they won't mind sharing their names but debbie and michelle and him and his brother play debbie and michelle cleaning the house together oh my god it's true. that's and amazing i am all for it i am all for it so yeah that's so good i'm very happy about that especially as the floors are filthy at the minute <laughs> so Stu, other than forcing your children into child labor <laughs> what is your other toxic parenting trait oh. and I'll tell you what mine is just straight away it's buying her too much stuff I just because I love it I love kids stuff see I'm the opposite I'm the opposite I I purposely try to buy them as little as possible but I think that's because my husband is an overspender and buys like too much stuff for them and I get huge anxiety about the house just being full yeah when you've got three it is of, full of stuff like tut and oh my god and especially this time of year because one has a birthday in november another has a birthday later in the year another and then it's christmas and so the house just suddenly gets like overwhelmed so what's your toxic trait then my toxic trait getting them to clean <laughs> maybe it's the opposite of yours actually then. being too frugal yeah i am really i can be really frugal with them especially with clothes i like i will go into a shop and i will see loads of beautiful things and I think oh I love that but I just won't spend the money on it and I the amount of times I just walk out of the shop and I just don't buy it for them and I'm like well they've got clothes they're fine they they're not gonna they don't need that they don't need that they don't need that and I don't know where that comes from mm, because I'm not frugal in some of the other aspects of my life <laughs> I love that when it comes to myself <laughs> I buy everything <laughs> my toxic parenting trait is I'm a selfish tight bastard there you go that's my toxic parenting trait Here's a good question. What's the most fabulously queer thing that you've ever done with your kids? I think I know what yours is. 
sexually equipped. What would you? Yeah. What would? Do you yeah. Want me to tell you, you what is? I think yours is. Going to RuPaul's uh, Drag Con with them all when they were like one? It wasn't all of them. I kind of wish I had done that. It was my middle son who is the most flamboyant and the most, and and listeners, if you have listened to some families, you will have heard me talk about his love of dresses and my own feelings about that that surprised me at the time. But he absolutely loved drag queens. And my friend asked me to come along to RuPaul's Drag Race Con and I took him and he loved it. And I'd taken it. I wish I, we should have all, it was just on, right? They just had it the first time post lockdown. Why did we not go lot? I don't know, actually. And it's really <sighs> near my house as well. Next time. Yeah, definitely. What's yours? My most fabulously queer thing is that we went to this like pride brunch and they were doing like ballroom like walks and they were asking for sort of people to come up and like walk in categories I was like go on go on you do it you just go and dance and uh, she was up for it wasn't like totally pushy and basically we walked in this like ballroom competition and we won well, she won. I say we. She won first prize um, with all these like go, go, go boys and drag queens and singers and like this audience of gays having brunch or like cheering for this little four year old sashaying up and down this hotel corridor. It was like 100% the gayest thing we've ever done together. She is amazing. I do think you have a total like future superstar on your hands with her, honestly. So, listen. Lottie wrote and if you haven't got it you need to get it this beautiful children's book called My Magic Family and you had a little like launch party for it with loads of kids and you were trying to read the book and your daughter was just sashaying her way around you as you were reading and it was just she was she's a born performer she is going to be on the stage I mean I have no idea where she got that from Let me ask you one then. Okay. What is the, and this is one that maybe our listeners can relate to as well. What's the most stupid thing that anybody's ever asked you about your own family? I mean, it's got to be the classic, hasn't it? That everyone's had, which is, which one of you's the real mum? Which I, you know, I can't remember an exact instance of that happening now, but... It certainly has done or been kind of implied. Um, and I think I probably just said we both are, like, obviously. I think I've been quite lucky probably living in London and surrounding myself with the people that I do that I haven't experienced this as much of the stupid questions that I think other people might. Yeah. What about you? For me... It's not so much about the most stupid thing anybody's ever asked me, but the one thing that really irks me, and I think other adoptive parents will feel the same, is just constant questioning about our children's backgrounds. And it happens all the time with strangers, with people you've just met, where they feel that they need to dig into or make an assumption about where the children are from, whether that's the family's background, whether that's what's happened to the birth mother. They're honestly obsessed with what's happened to the birth mother and they always think that they've got it, like they know what's happened even before they've asked. And it's just, it's kind of rude because 
that's not my story to tell. It's the children's story to tell if they ever want to. And it's it's so personal to them. So I think if I was to put like, and I don't think it's stupidity. I just think, and because a lot of people say it who I know really well, like acquaintances or people from work, and, and I know that they're not meaning it with any intent. It's more that they just... It's like an over curiosity about it, which I just think sometimes people need to rein it in a bit. It's like, if I want to offer up their story or what's happened, I will. And I and I always share that they're adopted. We want them to be proud of the fact that they're adopted. But that doesn't, just because we're proud of that fact doesn't mean it opens the floodgates to talk about their entire backstory totally and listener if you're listening to this and you th- and you're thinking oh my god i've got such a great anecdote about something stupid or rude or annoying that somebody said to me please get in touch and share your story with us um as i said you can email us at lottie and stew at gmail.com we really, really hope that you enjoy listening to this season of From Gay to Sea as much as we have loved making it. There are some episodes online now for your delectation and there will be more dropping soon. Lottie, I just realised something. We've got this far into the episode without even mentioning something huge. My lap dance from Rihanna. Another of my top three celebrity stories of all time. Hang on, that's not one I've heard. Is that true? Yeah. Have you not seen the YouTube video? No, you're going to have to send me that one. Okay, I'll send it. Are you being serious? No, seriously. I got plucked out of the crowd at a gig. Oh my God, your life sometimes is just too much. (laughs) But anyway, so if it's (laughs) not that, what the hell? It's not a lap dance from Rihanna. It's our book. Oh my God, the book, the book. Lottie and I have been beavering away and we have written a book and it's called The Queer Parent, Everything You Need to Know From Gay to Z. See, I told you we like that little uh, that little phrase. And it's coming out on May the 11th and it is available to pre-order now. We'll have to put a little link for yes. you in the, uh, in the show notes. There will be a link and we share our own experiences of becoming and being parents in the book. And we also talk to tons of other people as we go through the alphabet of queer parenting. Now, Stu, can you remember what some of our chapters are? Hmm. So we've got a for adoption. Yeah. Obviously. B is better late than never for That's it. Later life. C is co-parenting. Divorce, education. Oh, you've got one wrong lot. What? You need to go back and reread the book. D is for donors, isn't it? Oh yes. Oh my god, D is for donors. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Lottie, the book is out on uh, May the 11th and uh, I hope you read it before then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you get the idea. Education, trans, race. What else have we got? Surrogacy, fostering. What not to ask. What not to ask. What we touched upon just now. Hard times. Generation Z, the future of queer parenting. It's all there. We can't wait to share it with you. We're very excited. So please do check it out and order it from wherever you like to buy your books from okay well thank you so much for listening to this introduction to from gay to z we're so thrilled to have you join us on this new podcasting journey bye-bye for now bye bye